they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. Oh, yes. We're greasing up our boots and getting some saddle soap because we're back in the saddle again. It is Wednesday night and it's time for Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television coming back at you live. Live again on the Stray Cast Facebook page and StrayCast.net. Did you know that today's show is filmed before a live studio audience? Is that not correct? But it, I didn't know that. They are. Oh, yes. They're right there. It is a live studio audience, and I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Um, another Wang Dang uh, Sweet Van... Uh, uh, Kevin Van Dam just won. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, hey, another big show worked up for you tonight. Um, we're going to get double Zal Dangerous tonight, right here live on Stray Cast. Uh, coming up first uh, from the uh, on the eve of day one of the Bassmaster Elite Series event on Lake Champlain, uh, Chris Zaldane coming at us. Chris Saldane, 710. 7'10. Uh, after that, uh, a gal, buddy of mine, uh, coming on after Chris. Uh, go figure at 740. Trade Zaldane. Trade Zaldane. She's out uh, in Virginia or something like that. She's out in Virginia. Getting ready for stuff. She's gonna tell us about it. Uh, and then a, a special guest appearance. Um, it, it's like a cameo. It's like when, um... Yes. Who could it be? That was appropriate. None other than the El Ranchero from TH Marine and creator of the Hydra Wave and just bass fishing personality all around, Gene Eisenman. Yeah, Gene Eisenman coming on after straight. It is action-packed. Action-packed as usual. We're glad to be back. Um, where does the time go? I don't know, but, uh, um, summer's almost gone and, um... <clears throat> And all the leaves are brown, and the and the sky is gray. But yeah, not, but not really. But it's still summertime. Lots of fishing left. Hey, this cat over here, uh, my my sidekick, my bassin buddy, my co-host. Uh, this dude over here. Some people call him Darbeardian. Everybody calls me that. Darbeardian. That is the, that is the <laughs> new guy. He's got Sammy Davis. It's better eyes. than the body snatcher. He's got Sammy Davis eyes. <laughs> Show me your eye. Show me your eye. Just Why is one. one of his eyes the bigger one. than the other? I just noticed this about him tonight. But, but this is uh, Ryan. Rat Pack. Popcorn. Cornelius Whitaker. Yes. Woo! I got to apologize for my weak clapping tonight. I he, fell off my skateboard and hurt my hand. <laughs> did you? I just flew in here, and boy, did my arms hurt. <laughs> I did, though. Is that what you're going to say? That's where I was it's going. Ryan Whitaker. Yeah. He skateboards, plays drums, and he bass fishes. It's this dude right here. Um. You know who the bougiest of the bougiestness is in the Stray Cast um, uh, uh, team? Larry Kalman? No, Larry. No, no, not Larry. Larry's pretty bougie, though. But, um, you know, like, the definition of bougie is like um, someone uh, who's over the top, you know, doing stuff like extraordinaire. You, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy is so bougie that he gets um, massages for his cat Senko. This is J.P. High, the H-H-H. 
F, the Hip Hop Fisherman. It's his birthday every Wednesday night. What's up, guys? It's JP Hot. That is not true about it, the cat. You don't get massages for Sanko? He right. tries to brush it, right? Yeah, I brush him. Yep. But doesn't like it or something? It's just hard. I mean, he's got claws. You're bougie. You are the bouge of bougie. Thank you, you live downtown in a high rise. You wouldn't know it by looking at you, but you, you drive a Lamborghini. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, nobody <laughs> knows that about that. Nobody knows that about him. I'm doing hey, well. Um, you know the guy who uh, in this show who is the uh, screw lock on the Dem jig that keeps the trailer on? Um, most people know him uh, as the producer of this show. Um, but little do they know that this guy um, actually can play just about every instrument, including the braided bass string. Do you know what that is? No. He's the freak of frog fishing and producer of Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Ladies and gentlemen, the ginger ninja Andrew Ellenberger right there. Yes. It's Andy. It's Andy. Did you know you're the freak of frog fishing, Andy? He does know that. He knows that now. He's the Sultan of Sprinker. You know who else is here in the house tonight? Bobby Bergren's doing paperwork or something. <laughs> Bobby's over there. He's got a Snapple. He's spitting yeah. in his... Yeah, he's spitting in his Snapple jar. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm Pat Renwick. Happy anniversary to Bruce and Loretta Bergren tonight. Uh, don't go anywhere. Put the power poles down. We're coming right back with Chris Eldane. Yow! Quality, dependability, consistency, and fish-catching performance is what separates a War Eagle spinnerbait from the pack. Hand-assembled, inspected, and tested in Rogers, Arkansas, War Eagle lures are the choice of Mike McClellan, Andy Morgan, Edwin Evers, and you, the serious bass angler. War Eagle lures, when you absolutely have to catch fish. Find War Eagle lures at your local tackle store or visit WarEagleLures.com today. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunter quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry, from the Little Hunter to the Squeaky Pea. These baits are pure quality, handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the old school, straighter, and PH Custom series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. Welcome back to Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. This is old Poppy Scotch Whitaker right Hello. here. And uh, we are pretty stoked right now to have on the uh, Skype machine uh, from uh, Lake Champlain. Uh, Champoline. Champolazno. Champolone. It's Champagne. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Zaldane right here. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Yes. Give me an internet double high five, Chris. Internet double high five. That's how we do it. That, that's how we do it on Stray Cast. Hey, happy Shark Week to you. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, in between practices, we've been hanging out, watching uh, Discovery Channel, watching all the topwater bites going to, going down. Not much of a topwater bite on Champlain, but there sure is on uh, on the TV. Yeah, yeah I love watching fun. them crush the seals. When Hackney yeah. was on, he told us that he'd like to catch a, a great white flip and a hack attack jig. <laughs> I, I, I think I, think I don't know what kind of braided line he has, but uh, he's going to need that rope, man. That's that's insane. Hackney just looks at him mean. That's all he does. Yeah, with them bug eyes. Well, anything, 
anything with fins is in trouble around it, that guy. It gets yeah. all crazy. The dumbest thing, Chris, about Shark Week is um, there. They should have never had Michael Phelps racing a great white. That's the dumbest thing in the world I've ever seen. I think yeah, it would have it would have been better television if like the shark ate him because we don't need we don't need Michael Phelps anymore. America's done no. with him. No, he's, he's done. done. He's a pothead. Get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, a shark would get contact high. That's the shark. That's what you call edibles there. Yeah, yeah, total edibles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The shark, the great white shark, would be swimming circles. It's the yeah, good. Both good. eyelids would be red. Yeah, it's the They're good. Two good. eyelids, right? Yeah, I think I learned that on Shark Week. He's like a gummy edible, a gummy bear edible, is what he <laughs> is to them. But but anyway, hey, enough about Shark Week. I, I'm just excited about it. I'm not going to kid you, but. Hey, dude, welcome. You've never been on this dumb show before. I'm glad you're First here. Time, brother. Yeah. First time, man. I knew when I met you the other, you know, about to go over at Mike's house. I uh, I love the energy, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm a real, I'm a, I'm a real quiet kind of guy, as you could tell. No. You know, no. it's not natural. It's very, a Red Bull. I'm very timid. I'm very timid. <laughs> but, dude, um, you're actually. Hey, how's the weather? How's, let me ask you. How's the weather in the studio out there? The weather in the studio is um, no, not in the, not in the studio. But how's the weather back home there? Oh, it, it's it's okay. It's um, it's nice not today. as hot as it is probably where you guys are. I know half of the country is going Dude. through a heat wave, and it's kind of dumb. But it's it's nice here. How is it in Champlain? Yeah, most of the most of the country is on fire, just torched. But up here on Monday, the high was about fifty five degrees, and it was cold and nasty. So wow, it's been warming up the last few days, uh, and uh, it's finally getting comfortable. But I was just curious. How how cool it was out there because there was a major cold front that came through, but it's it's everything's evened out. It's very humid right now. It's, yeah, it's eighty. Yeah. It's humid and eighty, but it's not anything. It's been getting cool at night, and you know it's still air conditioner. Yeah, you know? one leg out. You know, people complain about bass fishing in the heat, but you know what you do? I'm sure you do the same thing, Chris. You, you either go jump in to cool off. Or you, or you take a 70-mile-an-hour boat ride and just cool off yep. for a minute. I that's mean, absolutely right, man. It, it's, that, yeah. it's that easy. you hey, got to crank the heat on the way to the lake, too, like so Rick you get Clun. used to it. Yeah, like yeah. Rick Clun did. Yeah. He acclimates to his environment. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Hey, um, let's go back, man. Let's go back. Let's do a little Chris uh, Zaldane history lesson. I like to do yeah. this so people get to know sure. the bass fishing superstars on this show. Um. Let's go back. Let's not go all the way back, but let's go back to the 2010. Chris 2010. Sal- the yeah. 2010 That's- Chris Saldane. This is prior to you becoming an elite series angler. Where are you in that point of your life, 2010? Dude, yeah, 2010, I just wrapped up. Uh, matter of fact, 2010, I was still working for uh, a semiconductor company, believe it or not, out of the Bay Area. Uh, I'm from San Jose, California. You know, they call that the Silicon Valley. Yeah, because um, of the population, <laughs> population of about a million people. And, um, you know, I've always I've always bass fished, uh, you know, a whole life. And um, 2010 was, was literally the start of my professional career because I qualified for the Bassmaster Elite Series. Yes. Uh, in, in 2010, 2011. Um, but, um, you know, I've always taken it one step at a time. You know, I, I fished as a co-angler. Um, I've had draws like, you know, Ish Monroe and Robert Lee out there on the California Delta. Yeah, Robert Lee. I, yeah. What's absolutely. he doing these I, days? I've, 
you know he's fishing like uh, FLW Costa is out there out west. You know he hasn't ventured too far out outside of uh, outside of the, the west coast there. But whenever he's fishing a tournament, he does well, and he was kind of one of my idols growing up on the California. Yeah, Delta. no doubt. I haven't uh, heard that name in a while, and, he, and it's like he. I remember like some giant bass. It was like twenty nine pounds six ounces that he caught flipping in a derby or something. Right? It was like a megalodon. That guy, Dude, that guy owns. Uh, let's see. I talk about Shark Week. No, that guy owns a California Delta, and uh, that's kind of where I grew up fishing. Was the California Delta all through the two thousands, and uh, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. I decided to go fish the, the Bassmaster Opens from California. I California to Table Rock Lake in Missouri and back over to uh, uh, a river in Oklahoma. And back, and uh, I think, uh, matter of fact, it was 2011 when I qualified for uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series. I finished uh, first in points, and when they gave me that invite, man, I was all in, man. And uh, it's been a dream come true ever since. Uh, it's a six-year on tour, and uh, still learning as much as I did, you know, back then as I am as, as I am now. So it's, um, it's 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 a continuous learning experience. It's been a lot of fun. A- absolutely it is. And, and I'm going to tell you, and, and I hope that you don't get mad about this, but I'm going to tell you about, about the first time that, I, that, that, you, that you came in, into, into my sights, okay? Okay. And it was, cool. it, it was actually, you got in a confrontation with Kyle Fox. I, yeah. I mean, I, I remember and I was like. That, that, so that was 2012. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the first time where I like took notice to Chris Saldane. I'm like, this is a cool dude and Kyle Fox is a douche. That's yeah. kind of like that's kind of what I thought, but I, yeah, I mean, but I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna keep an eye on this dude because he's pretty yeah. cool. I, I, I'm like, I yeah. like, I like this Chris Saldane guy, and and then I remember um, the big W, and and when was that? That was like 14, 15. That yeah, uh, 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 15, 15. Gotcha, and and that was what Sturgeon Bay. Mm-hmm. Yep, Sturgeon Bay, Sturgeon yeah, Bay. Wisconsin. Yeah, that was fun. It was a, it was an all star, one of those all star events. Yes, and, you know, I like the Toyota Best Classics. I love the AOI Championships, and uh, that was a really cool one. We caught them on a little three inch Mega Bass swim bait that tournament. It was so much fun. That, that, that's awesome, man. And like, so would you consider yourself a smallmouth guy? I mean, are do you like? Because I kind of <laughs> saw you as more of a um, of a power fisherman, honestly, or a grass fisherman, yeah, but. Know. But you do and well. That's a, that's, an, that's a good question for this week, Pat. And, uh, you know, I'm going green this week, dude. Yes. I feel like I need to catch green ones to win this tournament. And, dude, I got nothing to lose. I'm like 90-something in points. I've had the worst season I've had uh, in six years. And so I practiced for green ones. Um, I think I only caught maybe three or four smallmouth all through practice, and those were on pretty much on accident. Um, you know, doing a lot of flipping, a lot of frogging, a lot of swim bait fishing. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like I need five giant largemouth to win this tournament each day, and that's what I'm going for. Um, but, yeah, I, the smallmouth thing, it just ties right in with um, some of the deep, clear waters we have in Northern California. I grew up fishing my whole life. Uh, we've got a lot of magnum spotted bass out in Northern California. It's super deep water, a lot of, cl- uh, a lot of clear, uh, rocky reservoirs and ri- river rain-style lakes. And they set up exactly like the smallmouth do out, you know, out in the, the northern part of the United States. So that, that's why I feel like I excel whenever a smallmouth tournament comes around. Um, last week, I think I had a 90th place finish 
again, I, I practiced the fish for the win. I had the, the fish on. I mean, I was looking at five and six pounders, um, and unfortunately they didn't come to boat, but that always happens when you're fishing smallmouth. But I know how to locate them and how they, how they, uh, how they behave and how to get them to react. And that's always the biggest thing. We always see these giant smallmouths, but how do you get them to react? And I feel like I got, I got that down. They, so. they hate me. I mean, they love Seth Fighter. But they hate me. It's because you don't have a mustache. Yeah, I, Seth, Seth and I have similar hair, and we practice karate in the garage together often. But but Beautiful. but he he uh, I mean he knows them smallmouth. I don't. It, it seems like you do. It seems like Brandon understands them. Um, it, it's just man, I just I, I don't get those fish. I'll tell you for the for the listeners. I, I think the biggest key for smallmouth fishing is always keep in the back of your mind that smallmouth are like an oceanic fish almost where they like to see 360 degrees around them, whether it be on a big, huge flat. They love seeing 360 degrees. They're sight feeders, so they always want to know what's going on around them. Or if you're looking for these big smallmouth or if you're trying to find them, you always go out, literally out in the middle of the lake. I mean, it could be spawning season out in the middle of the lake, and if there's one hump or one little high spot, Man, they love seeing 360 degrees around. They love hunting like that. So, um, you know, that's always, you know, opposed to the largemouth where he likes being, you know, tucked into holes and underneath logs and and, uh, hiding out. But those big smallmouth, they love, they're sight feeders and they love to just see as much as they can. So, So, so smallmouth are like, um, are like uh, the the flashy, uh, the flashy ones peacocking on the corner. Yes, and and then the, the largemouth are the ones that are hiding in the alley. They're going to steal your your wallet, basically. Steal your, your wallet, cell phone. stealing drugs, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Smash and grab. It's called green mugging. That's yeah, what. Green so mugging. this week you are green mugging on Champlain. Right. Good for That's you. Right. Good for That's you. Right. Hey, Chris, I could be I could be wrong on this one, but it seems to me that like you guys from California that come out just end up being some of the most versatile anglers. Oh, um, dude. You know, you, uh, you, Skeet, Aaron, those guys, Gary. Like, what is that? Because it Gary, seems like you guys uh, always talk about fishing super deep, clear water. Yeah, Lucas. But then you uh, come out Kobe and you can do Meyer, it all. Brent, Brent Ayler, Skeet, all those guys. Um, the deal is, and a lot of these guys are all Northern California guys, except for Brent Ayler. Northern California, has, if you look at it on the map, it's got a lot of mountains in it. It's got... Uh, um, rivers and tributaries that flow out to the ocean so we got tidal water mm-hmm. we've got clear lake up there in northern california where you know every day in march you can catch 25 to 30 pounds and that is no joke um and we just it's just so versatile out there i mean you could go on the same lake you go fish six pound test line and and uh, little dart heads we call them or drop shots and and you know, drive five miles down the lake and, and whip out the 65 and 80 pound braid and, and <laughs> flip, you know, flip seven, eight, nine, ten pounders. So, wow. um, but He's yeah, we're all, I really feel like we're all so <laughs> versatile. We could all do it all. We're not afraid to, to throw the light line. Like some of, you know, some of the guys from Alabama, Tennessee, Florida are, um, so, right. um, big or small, we could, you know, we, we do it all. And, uh, and the, the West Coast guys really take pride in that, and it shows in the standings, you know. Whenever conditions change or we go from lake to lake like we did this week, back-to-back weeks, you got to adjust. you got to adjust on the fly, right. and uh, you got to figure it out on the fly, on the go, and, and these guys are awesome at it. Yeah, it seems like it would take an open mind, too, because if you told me yeah. I could go flip up eight, nine, ten pounders, that's the only thing I would ever do. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's me going. too. I, I was talking with, with Brandon uh, a, a couple, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago now. And, and like he said, you need to keep an open mind about spinning tackle. Because I, I hate the sissy sticks and the fairy wands and all that stuff. It's just something that I'm so uncomfortable doing. Not that I don't acknowledge that it catches fish, Chris, but yeah. I, I just I'm uncomfortable doing it. And Brandon's like, well, and I'm not surprised by that because the last time we hung out, we were at Mike Iconelli's house, and you had the option to go for a spinning rod with a wacky rig worm or a frog rod with you know 50 pound braid and a frog to fish his pond. And you went for the frog rod, and you caught about a five-pound bass, and and uh, and you know the, the ginger ninja was over there, you know, shaking a worm, and you were over here power fishing the the frog, and you caught that big giant one, um, and uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But there are times, you know, where you need to pick up that spinning rod, um, especially in tournament scenarios when we're just fun fishing. Yeah, you know, the big flipping stick and and the fro- and the you know and the frog rods and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, if 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 you fish ten major tournaments a year, you know you got to learn that spinning rod. Um, a good buddy of mine, Cliff Crochet, he was also at Ike's house that night. Man, he will not pick up a spinning rod. Will not pick it up. I, we had that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, and he and, told uh, in these small when these these one hundred percent smallmouth tournaments, man, he just I mean he he, he crumbles. And he asked, I mean, he asked me, like, why? Like, you know, I, I can't catch these. I'm like, you got to learn the spinning rod thing. Just take a month out of the year and just learn that stuff. Yeah. So to be, to, it's to be competitive, you got to have a lot of, a lot of tools, uh, a lot of weapons in, in your arsenal. So, I, ne- arsenal. I need to open my mind. Maybe yeah. I need some Michael Phelps edibles to, to help, uh, yeah. to help <laughs> me. Step open. number one, own a couple spinning combos. I have them. I have a, a spinning combo. You got one. I don't know. He's got one. I, don't, I think it's Bobby's dad. <laughs> it's not even his. <laughs> hey, uh, we're doing this uh, Bookface Live thing, Chris, and, and your fans have some uh, questions uh, for you. And you never met J.P. High. He's the hip-hop fisherman, and he does our social media. Um, cool. he, he is running this uh, this whole social media dizzle over here. And uh, what's going on over there, J.P.? What's up, dude? How you doing? Can you hear me? Good, man. <laughs> That's J.P. Yep. Uh we got a user. He wants to know what's your opinion of swim baits for smallmouth, and he asks on the big lake. I think he's talking Lake Michigan, but just Great Lakes in general. What? And he's not talking the little ones, like not the spark shad. Oh yeah, you're talking big ones. Yeah. Um, you- actually, here I got my phone. I'll show you a picture of uh, of one I caught uh, yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. I don't know if you could see that right there. Go a little higher. A little bit. But there you go. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. boot. Big swim bait. Big, yeah, big. Uh, That's a boot, jointed, a big one. Big jointed swim bait. Um, the thing about smallmouth is, and big swim baits is, they got small mouths. I mean, there's just no <laughs> way. And, and they hit it a lot. So, um, man, you know, I always think a jerk bait with, you know, three treble hooks, like three number five or three number four treble hooks, is always the best way to land those, especially in a tournament situation. But if you're out fun fishing, and you pick up one of those big giant glide baits. Um, I would go with like a six or an eight inch glide bait, and and smaller size hooks, like uh, like size ones, um, hmm. smaller hooks. I mean, a lot of the swim baits I, I throw are you know two odd hooks, and sometimes even three odd hooks. But maybe like a size one, uh, or maybe even twos, just to, to hook and land those fish. We all know smallmouth are curious. Um, 
and the other thing too is is man those people i mean those guys up there on the great lakes they don't ever throw those big baits unless they're going for musky and things like that so mm-hmm. um the other thing about smallmouth, you know, and big baits versus largemouth and big baits is largemouth, it's the bigger the bait, the bigger the bass, period. Smallmouth, I mean, like that one there, that was a two and a half pounder and it bit an eight inch swim bait. Um, it's not, smallmouth, that's not always the case. The bigger the bait, the bigger the bass. Um, largemouth, it definitely holds true, but the smallmouth are so curious. They see this big giant thing swim through the water. Even the two pounders eat it. So, in a tournament scenario, you know, that's not always the best choice. If you're going for largemouth, yes. But, um, man, those big smallmouth love those little three-inch swimmers, man. Uh, you know, the little little spark shads, three- and four-inch spark shads. You know, the Kitek's a big one. Um, just on a little quarter-ounce ball head or, or eighth-ounce ball head, there's something about that little swimming action. That they, those, they, those they big jump. And you know what I call it? it you know, the, the, the finesse swim baiting. It's like the the new school grub fishing. Grub fishing yeah, right? yeah. has been been around for the longest time. It's been highly effective, still is highly effective, but it's like the new school grub fishing. Mm-hmm. What about a what about a Huddleston? You think you could catch a smallmouth on a six inch hud? I got I got buddies back in Northern California that that uh, that target those six seven eight pound smallmouth. Um, an eight inch Huddleston, man, a big smallie hard time getting those you know that big giant bait in there in its mouth but um that'd be fun to do and you know i before i tournament fish i i i used to be that guy i used to go out there and and literally bring one rod out there one huddleston rod and look for one giant bite <laughs> and if you did that out there on the great lakes or Milax or one of those and just just you know slow crank one of those big giant swim baits down there you might not get a bite in two days but when you do get that bite i mean we're talking state record style bites you know so that's, that's really cool that's the idea outstanding hey uh what else going on the questions are flooding in for chris aldane all right david wants to know what's chris's thoughts on the no info rule for 2018 yeah no info rule that you know i'm not sweating it at all i'm not even I don't like getting information anyways, you know, I, I talk with, with my roommates, you know, and, but as far as like outside information goes, I'm not really a proponent of that. I, you know, it's, there's no better way to understand a lake, um, than when you get there that Monday, we start practice on a Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice. There's no better way to understand a lake or a spot or the way the, the lake's fishing than putting in the work and doing it yourself. I mean, a guy at the gas station or a guy at the tackle store, you know, can't he could tell you? Oh yeah, you know they're biting so and so so good at buoy thirty nine. You know, and in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, I wasn't supposed to hear that, or you know. <laughs> but there's no better way to understand that buoy thirty nine bite than you going out there and figuring it out by yourself. Sure. And uh, so the no info rule, I mean, that, that's that's great. I like it. It's it's uh, it's going to stop some of the guys that actually go out and that's the way they practice and that's the way they approach it. You know, that's. You know, that's the way they do things, so we'll see if it's enforced, and we'll see uh, how, yeah. how well it yeah. is. That's the deal. Enforcing. How, enforcing. Thank you. That The Clint yeah. Eastwood factor. How do they do that? Yeah, see, I don't know. We'll, we'll see from from the way they they written the rule to the way it was kind of presented to us. You know, matter of fact, at the meeting tonight, we had a meeting tonight, and there were several, several questions about it, and um, – just a little inside info, you know, more likely than not, they're going to rewrite it to where, um, well, I don't know exactly how they're going to rewrite it or to what, you know, to what extent, but it sounds like it's going to be rewritten to where it opens things up just a hair more because, uh, there's so many different angles to look at it. 
right, we, we have a very special question now. Um, what I'm going to need you to do now for this special question, Chris, is, is, is cover your eyes. Co- cover your eyes. Don't peek. Don't peek. All right. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. And this question goes out to Chris Zaldane from me to Chris. Chris, how many times a week do you eat ice cream? Oh <laughs> uh, man, lately not much at all. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry, uh, sorry, Bill. Get out of here, Bill. Bill, we're on the road. Yeah, Thanks, everybody. Funny. I'm Bill Dance. That's awesome. Tra- okay. You know, Trait's over there watching, laughing right now. I hope she is. <laughs> is yeah. it cool if I ask Trait to go to the prom with me when she comes sure. on? Okay, cool. <laughs> I just wanted to get your permission first. Why not? All right, good, good. Hey, um, we uh, how many how many rods do you have in your rod locker right now? Like, Dude, I, like I right scaled now. it. Back. No, I scaled it back, man. I've only got uh, five or six rods in there right now, and I'm probably only going to use about two of them. Uh, wow, uh, dude! Flipping, flipping, flipping dialed, dude. dialed, dialed. Round of applause for Chris Zeldane <laughs> being dialed in right there. <laughs> We're going crazy. We're going crazy. Well, you're in good shape then, because um, me and uh, me and uh, and uh, Trip Weldon, uh, we just went to um, actually to uh, Ray Scott's Bass Mitzvah party not too long ago, and 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 uh, Trip and I discussed. A new rule that we came up with that will be enforced along with the, the no information rule uh, revision, and it's called um, three rods on deck, one in hand. Three rods on deck, one in hand, and only that, that applies to all the derbies. So you, for the year, you have to pick basically four sticks that you can bring with you the entire year. Chris Saldane, oh. if you had to pick four sticks to bring with you the entire year, what would those combos be? Man, I, right off the bat, I mean, I, I pretty much get it done with one spinning rod and reel, um, the new Mega Bass Destroyer uh, drop shot rod, and really cool thing about a spinning rod, and for someone like you or any of the listeners um, that want to purchase one or just, you know, want one getting into a spinning rod, is you just get a, a real medium action rod, and depending on what technique you're throwing, you could spool it up with braid. And basically, that medium action rod becomes more like a jig rod because there's zero stretch with the braid. Gotcha. Uh, and on the converse side, uh, <clears throat> you know, that same uh, drop shot spinning rod, you could rig it up with straight fluorocarbon or straight monofilament. You got more stretch there. And then that medium, medium light action comes into play. So um, definitely a destroyer. So that's uh, one. That's one. Yep, yep that's one. Uh, the, the destroyer spinning drop shot rod. Um, definitely like a seven two jig rod, okay. Okay. And that I could do a lot of like jig casting, big spinner baits, uh, um, and swim baits. You know, seven foot two, like little like six inch swim baits. Um, without a doubt, a flipping stick. So okay. uh, three destroyer flipping stick, like seven seven foot two flipping stick. My, my heavy uh, heavy flipping. And also like semi heavy, and that's going to be for everything in between, like your senkos, your worms, your spinner baits, um, and then some of the jerk baits, some of the jerk bait type stuff. So, gotcha. uh, so seven two medium heavy, seven two heavy, uh, flipping stick, spinning rod. So there it is. covers the spectrum. Boom, Cover, covers it all. Boom, <clears throat> and mega bass, of course. Of course. You know, when I used to have mega bass rods, I, I would sometimes I would just like 
wander off into space because they were so gorgeous. I would just, oh, I just start. I'd be like, oh, mega bass, hmm. And then I get a bite and then I'd miss the fish. And then I told, I told you this story. My one of my uh, my favorite cranking rods was that old tomahawk glass rod. Yeah, and I had one yeah. of the original ones from like '94, dude. Dude, so that thing. I like that better than that. Matter of fact, I've got that that, that tomahawk right here. <clears throat> that one I showed you the other day. It's a beautiful rod. I don't know if the camera can pick it up, but I hope so. Like, uh, oh my god, it's like a damn sword. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Yeah, that's nice, man. They're really sweet. So heck yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about those things is they put all the care into them in the world. Hey, hey, Chris, I got to ask you about, uh, I think I think this is what I saw. Maybe I was wrong. But at the Norfolk uh, Bull Shoals tournament, um, were you flipping a drop shot into bushes with yeah, a baitcaster? Yeah, that was, bull, yep, that was okay. bull Shoals. I, I had awesome. a 7'5 rod, and it was a real medium action rod, 12-pound um, test Seaguar Tatsu line, and a drop shot. And basically... It was gnarly buck brush. I mean, it was just just all buck brush, and and uh, but the water was really clear, and I could see the fish swimming around there. Um, most people think drop shot; they think smallmouth bass and dropping, you know, dropping straight down off off a graph or something like that. Well, I was using a big long rod, and I was kind of flipping it, um, you know, maybe fifteen twenty feet, you know, about the size of a bass boat into these bushes. And the key to that drop shot was a short leader. And I'm talking, you know, a leader about that long. So you got the weight down here and you got a six inch worm hanging off here. And that little combo was falling right into the, right in the thick of the bushes. And when I'd shake it, the worm would just shake just like that. And it would say, stay suspended off the bottom. And all those fish I was seeing cruising in in those, uh, in those bushes would come right up and just eat it. And they were spawning. And, uh, and by the way, that's when I know. Um, that's when I know I got the right bait, the right pet presentation when those fish are spawning. And, you know, when fish are spawning, they're real weary. Sure. They don't bite because they're hungry. They bite because they're annoyed. And I'd see a lot of those fish come up and just go, barely get it. And uh, and that's when I knew, you know, those fish were biting just because they wanted that, that worm out of their area or whatever. They're not biting because they're hungry, but I knew I had the right presentation. So that was really, really cool to see those fish come up and just, barely get it you would think they'd crush it you know but they just barely got it and i knew the presentation was right because i made them bite that's a good feeling that's the funny feeling of fishing isn't it yeah i mean that's the deal man it's like you know it's like when the anticipation too you kind of nailed it about how you knew you were doing the right thing but there's that certain funny feeling that we get whether we're fishing a derby whether we're going out fun fishing or or, or, or whether we're just ordering something online about fishing, you know, it's it's the it's the anticipation, man. It's like sure. that feeling you get. It's yep. like, yep, going fishing. I'm going yep. fishing, dude. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Go, whether you're you know launching your boat at the lake, you know, and you're pulling off the dock, or you hit hammering it down, doing 65, 70 miles an hour. That next bite, that next cast. It's awesome. Or that next package uh, to be delivered to your doorstep. Yes, yes. My tackle Spreckle Frogs are here. Thank God. <laughs> the, hey, uh, you know that we, we play game shows on this show. You got a little taste of it when um, we did the Ike Live show together. You, you know, sure. We play game shows. So are you ready to play a little game show with me, Chris? Are you ready? Sure. sure. Okay, okay. Well, I thought we lost you for a minute. <laughs> let's play. Let's see. What should we play with him, Andy? Let's play... Um, Let's play What's On Your Mind. 
Okay, you ready? Ah, yes. Welcome to What's On Your Mind. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Today, Bassmaster Elite Series Tour Pro, Chris Zaldane, going to play What's On Your Mind. Chris, I'm going to give you a statement or a word, and you complete it with the first thing that pops into that bass fishing brain of yours. Okay, are you ready to play? The first thing is of wolf and man. Of wolf and man. Ooh, Metallica. Metallica! He nailed it! I love this guy. I love him. Freaking awesome. 1,000. I would rather blank than blank. I would rather blank than blank. Catch 20 pounds and 12 pounds. That's that's the goal here. Okay. Champlain-esque. Champlain-esque. I'm liking it. They should ban that shit. They should <laughs> ban that shit. Uh, sharing waypoints. Sharing waypoints. Studio audience, round of applause for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keeping it real on the feline. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Uh, I did it all for the blank. I did it all for the blank. Trophy. For the trophy. Yeah. For the trophy. I was thinking... I am so glad he didn't go Limp Biscuit there. Yeah, I thought he was going to go yeah. Fred Durst on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to set him up. The uh, <laughs> Okay, what does this say? Oh, um, Dark Sleeper Grand Siglet. Dark Sleeper Grand Siglet. Yeah, Mega Bass Morsels, man. A lot of people don't know about those two things, but... Look them up, Google them, man. They are little, especially up north. Oh, yeah. The Dark Sleeper and the Grand Siglet. You like how I did that for you? Google them. See how I did that? That's, that's how we do Google. it. That's how we yeah. tastefully plug sponsors. We, that's how we do it here. Yeah. Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Uh, time. Wait, let's, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> wait. That's it. You, he won. That's it. I'm out of questions. He won. He won. JP, what did he win? Stuff. He won stuff. You won stuff. I'll tell you what you have. Congratulations. I'll tell you what you have. JP, how many pounds of fish has Chris Saldane caught so far in his BASS career? 2,315 pounds, four ounces. Two, that's in five years. 2,315 pounds, four ounces. That's a lot of LBs right there. That's, okay. that's imp- only about a third of what the largest great white shark was ever recorded. And it was like 7,239 pounds or something like that. But you know what you have over that? You know how, m- how much each one of those pounds monetarily is worth to you, Chris Seldane? Is what? $211.78 a pound. Hey. $211.78 a pound. So you just won $211.78 a pound for your BASS career. That is Chris Saldane. Thank you so much for coming on this show and, and, and having fun with us and, and, and your fans. And we really appreciate your time, man. And we wish you the best of luck tomorrow on Champlain and, and the rest of the season. You need to do well. You know I do, that. buddy. I appreciate it, guys. I'm going to get after it tomorrow. Thank you. Best of luck, man. Chris Saldane, thanks again. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a true professional right there, Chris Saldane. Uh, look him up on the Instagram, on the uh, the book face, and, uh, and of course, uh, watch him and the results tomorrow on uh, Bassmaster.com. Hey, 
I'm Pat Remwick. This is Ryan Whitaker, JP. Hi, Yo. Andy Ellenberger. We're going to put the power poles down. And we hope you don't go anywhere because when we get back, trade Zaldane. She's coming at us live. Look out. Getting Zal dangerous again. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!